0: Welcome back to the It Together podcast. My name is Becca and I am joined by my co-hosts Adam and Nicole and a very special guest. We have Maria, author, podcaster, plant lady and we're really excited to introduce her to you i'm sure that you know who she is but if not maria welcome hello team potted together it's so fun to chat with you via
1: podcasts when i feel like i've been chatting with you and i know you from your youtube channel so it's fun to jump media with you today Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yes absolutely and maria and i have chatted quite a bit so i feel like we're friends, right? Mm -hmm. But um, it's fun to have you here and chatting with my other friends. It's like when your friends meet your other friends, like your friend groups converge. Like that's honestly how I felt (laughs) this whole time. It feels really fun. Um, But okay. So I'm sure, as I said, lots of people know who you are. You have like one of the original plant podcasts in the planty podcast space. Um, But just in case there's some new people around here, can you give us just a quick rundown of who you are? Yes, and before that, I wanted to
1: say to you three, congratulations, potted together on the success that you guys are having with the show. And also, I have to say, I love your podcast art. <laughs> have you guys ever talked oh. about like who created it? Have has the has that story ever been told on your show? We
2: ha- we haven't. I don't think. Well, maybe we've mentioned her.
1: Yeah. I just was... love the concept of the pot with the earbuds on it. Like, I think it's so brilliant. And I think some of the best podcast art in the planty, you know, arena of the podcast oh world. So gosh. I wanted to say, you nailed it. Great job. Thank oh, you. Man. Well, One thank of our...
3: You. Uh... Dedicated listeners crocheted me our logo. I have a crocheted version of the logo. What? Yeah,
2: it's
1: wild. Should I go
3: grab it?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) You should go grab it. Wait, what? That sounds like a really hard crochet project.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Her name is
2: Natalie. She's amazing. Headphones
0: and all, the colors, everything. Wow, that's, it. you know, there's
1: nothing like a dedicated diehard listener and what they, how they show their love because, you know, I think sometimes people don't really understand the grind of creating YouTube videos and creating podcast episodes and, you know, sometimes people reach out being like, I think you'll never respond or, you know, (laughs) I I don't know if I'm annoying you, but I'm like, no, please, like, please remind me why I do this all the time. Okay, Adam (laughs) has returned. Show us the crochet. (gasps) Okay.
2: Oh my god! Isn't that
1: adorable? And you can
3: like move all the pieces. Oh and it's my just gosh!
2: Like...
1: That is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
2: We'll have, we'll have a photo yeah. over on our Instagram post for today's episode. So go check it out. I'm and... in love with it. Give shout Natalie
1: out, a follow. Shout out to Natalie. That's incredible. Natalie, I'm coming for you with my, with my <laughs> podcast art. Um Okay, but sorry. So I had to I had to, you know, congratulate you and uh for, for that. But okay, so you asked me to introduce introduce myself. Hi, Potted Together (laughs) family. Um, I'm Maria Fiella. I'm the host of It's Like Prince, the podcast formally known as. um, (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) The Uh podcast formally known as Bloom and Grow Radio. And Becca was, Becca's right. It was the first American um, um, houseplant podcast. Me and Jane Perrone of On the Ledge came out at about the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, For five years, I have been hosting bloom and Grow radio it's now called growing joy with maria uh mm-hmm. we we rebranded the show in january but um Yeah, I'm an epic plant killer. I spent my whole life killing plants. Couldn't keep one alive if someone you know, paid me. Uh, (laughs) Long story short, I went through an unbelievable transformative experience when I moved in with my boyfriend. He's my husband now and um, brought plants in for I say I came for the aesthetic, but I stayed for the wellness because (laughs) I originally brought plants home to just like make our home. You know, I was nesting. It was the first time I lived with a partner. I wanted some plants. I wanted a little balcony garden but in those you know plants I found so much joy and wellness and you know I'm a self-help junkie I've read every self-help book I've you know done every juice cleanse every yoga class and (laughs) you know the biggest tool for seeing life lessons and learning to slow down like was in my plants they they really were the most transformative wellness tool um At the time, I was living in 500 square feet in New York City. Um, I think I got up to 160 plants in that 500 square feet, which is wow. insane oh my gosh. <laughs> when That's I think so about many. it. Yeah. So many <laughs> plants, but it all looked great. Um, and yeah, so Blooming Grow Radio was first um, kind of my love letter to plants and kind of, it almost felt like an act of service to like other millennials like me who were living in, you know, urban, er, urban areas, wanting to connect with nature, wanting to connect with themselves, but couldn't keep plants alive. So, you know, my first 10 episodes are... How to not kill succulents, you know, what are the best house plans for beginners? Um, you know, really rudimentary stuff. Grow lights. I remember I asked someone like what a grow light was on one of my first episodes, which is ridiculous <laughs> now because I have like a million of them. Um <laughs> and Now, the podcast is called Growing Joy. That's also the title of my book. And Mm -hmm. my book is a self-development book. It's called Growing Joy, The Plant Lover's Guide to Cultivating Happiness. And it's all about how to use plants to live a happier, more connected life. Um, And as Mm -hmm. I've kind of grown as a plant parent, as my plants have grown alongside me, the podcast and the the business have, have kind of evolved into this new Uh, growing joy chapter. And now on the podcast, we do two plant care episodes a month. So you're still going to get episodes on, you know, succulents and Hoya and and everything good like that. Um, Outdoor gardening as well. And then we have a community episode once a month, which you guys will come be, you'll be joining me on my podcast in in a month or so. Um, Yay. Yes. And then a self-care through the lens of plant episode. So Mm, that could look like You know what is forest bathing um can plants feel those are some questions that we're answering um you know how to garden by the moon all sorts of like more kind of spiritual stuff very cool yes which i'm really like lit up about right now so um yeah that's that's me in a nutshell crazy you know plant killer turned happy plant
2: lady (laughs) I love that I feel like your rebranding is coming at a good time too because I feel like over the past couple years well in 2020 a lot of people got into plants I think the houseplant community quadrupled
1: yeah um, in and of
2: itself easily and people kind of ended up going back to work and life resumed after 2020 and people kind of not necessarily fell out of love with their plants, but I feel like a lot of people are struggling with their collections. Mental health is definitely something a lot of people struggle with. So I feel like your podcast is going to be so essential and helpful to so many people. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I think nature, um, and I only can speak to this because, you know, the opening line of my book is that I wrote this book about joy in the least joyful period of my life. Um, I'm someone who struggles with clinical depression and anxiety um, in 2020 and 2021, probably the largest struggle with depression I've ever had, as I had to write this book on how to live a happy life with plants. (laughs) Um, But, you know, what what i believe that everything happens for a reason we were talking about this offline and i think that i needed to have that you know depressive episode because it reinforced the power that these plants have you know i had this moment Mm -hmm. i was writing the book i looked around my plants looked miserable i was completely neglecting them and uh because i was neglecting myself and it was this aha moment of wow like something isn't right here like you you need to Go back to the basics and you need to really start preaching what, you know, doing what you're preaching and what you're writing about. And it was yeah. in that moment where I kind of returned to everything I talked about in my book and set up a plant, you know, a plant care self-care routine and, you know, revisited a restorative space with plants. And, um, you know, I felt myself come alive again, you know, alongside mm-hmm. some therapy and, and a lot of other stuff that I needed. Um <laughs> So yeah, I think too. You know, you mentioned with 2020. I think it's totally normal to have plant burnout. Um, I think our our relationship with plants can be seasonal, just like the seasons outside. Um, Mm. But I also think the bigger thing that I'm feeling personally, and what I'm hearing from in my community, is I think the the conversation about like nature as therapy is going to be so huge in the next ten years because. We're also coming out of this pandemic like so screen addicted. We've come out of this time being isolated, being so stuck on social media. I can't tell you how many Mm -hmm. dinners I've sat at with people who can't leave their phones away, you know, for two hours. And the conversation of burnout, man, like everybody's burned out. Everybody's struggling. Um, And I think nature is a free, accessible way to tool to help heal and feel better after the kind of crazy couple of years that we've been given. Um, and so, yeah, I want to just like be a part of that conversation and and create some free resources for people to, to know how to forest bathe or to, you know, to know to, the beautiful things, you know, I know that you guys have done episodes on what to do, you know, when you've gotten burned out with your plants or when you have too many, you know, plants, uh, too many plants in your collection, I think that's, that's as important of a conversation as any of the mm-hmm. plant care that we talk about, because yeah. there's, there's a dark side to this thing too, if, if you don't kind of
0: keep the, keep hold of the reins.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: totally. And I honestly, I feel like since the beginning of your podcast, this has, this has, this essence has always lived in bloom and grow because i remember you used to do episodes that were just like little nuggets and they would i don't remember what you plant side chats yes Mm -hmm. and they were very thoughtful and you had so many beautiful things to say And they were just a quick little chat but it was just like a little journal entry and i feel like that has always been in you and your heart has always been and i can't speak for you but as a listener i always felt that you Had a little bit of a deeper connection with plants than just like enjoying them, which I think all of us can relate to. There's people that are going to like plants because they're fun and there's people that are going to like plants because it's like life transformative and like lessons and things can be applied in so many ways. Like your concept of like pruning your life and things like that, like – yeah, that's I actually, know.
1: I I love that you are a true listener of the show and that you call back the Plant Side Chats because I remember <laughs> my 10th episode was my first one. And I remember being so scared to air it mm-hmm. because I am a very deeply spiritual person and I see life lessons in my plants, right? That was definitely one of the biggest things that inspired me to continue this habit. Um, But I was worried that I was gonna come across as totally kooky to everyone. (laughs) Cause I am kind of the like woo woo girl of my friend group, you know, and everyone's all like, okay, Maria's talking about her tomato plant again. Like, we get it, Maria, you like plants. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but it was so interesting that I always got positive you know, feedback from the audience. And I'm so thankful that I took that moment because the way that I got my book deal was I had a listener who was a editor at a major publisher mm-hmm. who knew that was a through line of my show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, episode 40, I did an interview with, horticultural, with a horticultural therapist to learn about horticultural therapy. Like that definitely has been a through line. I felt like my value and my worth and what listeners would listen to was only plant care. So I feel like I kind of held back there because I wasn't sure mm-hmm. how it would be received. But once I got the opportunity to write the book and I realized I had so much to talk about, um, and this is, this is what lights me up. You know, this is what I really feel like in terms of service can, can be the most value I can provide to people in addition to helping them care for plants, right? Like we got to figure out, you've got to learn, you've got to know how to care for the plants in order to unlock the happiness that they can give you no one is going to feel good with like a limping along you know pothos (laughs) plant so it's that duality um but yes the rebrand has definitely been about stepping more into myself as the host instead of um just feeling like people are only going to listen if i have good guests on you know
3: i was going to say i personally feel that those little nuggets of vulnerability those nuggets of like diving into like the messy of our lives are what really connect us to the audience, especially because I still get messages from our plant therapy episode, which was our fifth episode Mm -hmm. ever. And Mm -hmm. I don't even want to go back and listen to it because the audio probably is awful. And that's just like (laughs) something because we've learned. But I still to this day get messages on Instagram and someone being like, you know, I really related to what you said and I'm so thankful that you put it out there. And it just fills my heart. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like... I'm grateful that you're doing this as well because there's it's such a good impact in people's lives, you know? it's It's mm-hmm. a very exciting venture, a very exciting rebrand.
1: Oh, yeah. thank you, friend. And, and you- I
3: have to figure out what forest bathing is.
1: <gasps> yes. <laughs> It's amazing. It's um it's a medicinal practice that's like approved by doctors in Jap- in Japan. It's called shinrin-yoku. I mean, that's not how you pronounce it, but that's the Japanese word and it literally means to bathe in the forest. And it's this practice of going into the forest, leaving your phone, leaving your earbuds, no Snapchat, no podcasts and just immersing yourself in nature. It's a complete nervous system reset you uh you know i have a chapter on it in my book but you spend time engaging your five senses noticing the birds noticing you know everything there and there's studies that have proven that you know 20 minutes of forest bathing uh, you know maybe it's two hours for the week i don't know the studies in my book but um there are studies that by these forest medicine doctors in japan that are proving. Um, the incredible wellness benefits from spending time in nature, from decreased cortisol levels to obvious increases of, you know, feelings
2: of well being. Um,
1: very and yeah, cool. I mean, who
2: doesn't want to bathe in the forest? No. See, kidding. I hear that, and I just think of me going in the forest naked, where there's possibly ticks <laughs> or and poison. Ivy. The bathtub. <laughs> so it's not. No, what no, I'm you thinking. can be fully
1: clothed. You can be fully. You're bathing your senses. You're bathing your senses. Fully
3: clothed.
0: Nudity <laughs> optional. Tick infested. Yeah. I yeah.
3: nudity None optional be
0: optional here. for the forest bathing.
3: Yeah. This is flashing me back to when we were at Becca's house and I asked Nicole <laughs> if she's ever like peed outside and she was just flabbergasted that that was something that people did. <laughs> oh like, my God. I'm like, oh, you are a city girl.
2: <laughs> Maria, I mean, city come girl, on. city
1: girls, I, City girls, yes, totally. I've the stuff I've seen my friends do in New York City, though.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen
1: people pee in the streets of New York City, <laughs> yeah. frankly. but yes, totally. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, so I I just I love that your book is a it's a it's a I mean, okay, as a reader to me, I I'm sure that you have a different description, but it's like a self-help plant book. Self-help yeah. self-plant situation and it encourages people to use their plants as a tool. Like one of my favorite things that you put in there is um you like look, before you look at your phone in the morning, look at a plant. And like spend look at a time. plant before you look at a screen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, I don't I didn't have plants in my bedroom. But then I read your book and then I made sure to the, to like put plants in my bedroom. So really? it, like Yeah, I installed a grow light, <laughs> I like made it happen and like our room was stinky and now it's not. So I'm just saying, like, there's benefits. <laughs> so we also replaced our floor, which probably was more of the culprit. But <laughs> point is I just thought that was really cool that you just I don't know it's a really cool idea to just like roll over there's a plant on your bedside table or in the corner of your bedroom and you just spend a few minutes just looking at it and it was very much like a meditation like if you guys have ever listened to a meditation it's like notice your breath and the way that the blankets feel on your body and how your clothes are hanging on your shoulders but Maria's version is look at the plant and look at like the contours of the leaf and The way that new leaves emerge and the colors and I just found it so beautiful because it's like, well, it's something outside of yourself. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, like, what makes your book different Mm -hmm. in that space? Because it is tailored to people like us. So like what what makes it different?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not a plant care book. Becca wrote a great plant care book. Summer Rain Oaks wrote <laughs> a great plant plant care book. Like everybody, you know, Daryl, every, all the, you know, all the stars have their plant care books. It's a yeah. self-care book. Yes. Um, there is a plant killer to plant person crash course in the back of the book, but the book is a self-care book, how to use plants as a self-care tool. Um, I haven't really seen that, a lot, you know, I think maybe there yeah. are a couple that have come out this year kind of uh, in tandem with my book. Um, but that concept plant care and so, plant care is self-care hasn't been you know, brought to life in a book as much as I've seen, you know, a standard plant care book. And the the practice and this makes me so happy because I think one of the opening lines of that chapter is if you learn anything from this uh, from this book, like, please let it be this look at a plant before you look at a screen. Mm-hmm. That came from my personal experience of, you know, when I started caring for plants, I had a little potted balcony, p- uh, potted herb on my uh, garden on my balcony. Yeah. Which I, honestly,
3: every time you posted a video, I was terrified because it was, it just felt so high up treacherous. and like you could fall off at any second.
1: Yeah. Treacherous. <laughs> Actually, someone fell off the, our neighbor, our next <gasps> oh, door neighbor, no. someone did fall off the roof, but ours, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Gosh. totally treacherous. And the shit that I used to do, like the way that I used to like lean over mm-hmm. all the different pots, it was not, it was not okay. <laughs> uh, to oh, be young. No. <laughs> to oh, be young be, and
3: carefree. To be young and
1: stupid, yeah. Um... But when I started caring for this herb garden, I was so screen addicted. I would wake up, my alarm would be on my phone and I would wake up and the blue light, that juicy blue light, it wakes you up so fast. It's incredible, you know, and I would have my coffee with Instagram or Facebook, you know, in the morning, like I'd have my coffee with my phone in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> she's raising her <laughs> hand. Um, and when I started my herb garden, I noticed that I would leave my phone in its charger and I would start having coffee with my herbs in the morning. And I would do weird, really weird shit with my herbs. I'd like sing to them. I'd talk to them. I'd coach them along. I would be so silly. Um Sometimes I would journal. Well, I journaled every day, you know, sitting amongst them. I would try and engage all my senses. You know, I'd smell them, I'd feel them. Um, and I mean, my life, that's, that was the transformation. That was the transformative moment because it not only connected me back with nature, but it created this space to be with myself and mm-hmm. get to know myself and I feel like it is so easy for us especially you know Millennials Gen Z I pray for you Gen Z like oh my god it, it's so <laughs> so easy to be so screen addicted um you know we get up and we look at our phones and we immediately give up our agency and we don't have that relationship with ourselves all day because the minute we look at our phones the minute we open an app it's kind of over for the rest of the day um, Mm -hmm. because then you're just moving on to the email, to the, this, to the, that, and then you don't have any time alone with yourself. Um, You know, I'm guilty. I watched Emily in Paris in the shower today when I took my shower, right? (laughs) I'm not saying that I figured this out. um, But like we take our phones in the shower with us. We take our phones in the bathroom with us like that. People don't live like that. That's not, that's not how our ancestors lived and it's not how our nervous system is supposed to Be regulated. And so, yeah, like that, you know, I just encourage everyone to try that practice. And Becca, it it makes me so happy to hear that, you know, that you've been able to implement it because it it does give you this softness, this gentleness that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the morning like Facebook rants from your uncle you know or whatever yeah. like oh, <laughs> that oh. those don't those don't wake you up as gently as you know looking at your monstera fenestration
0: <laughs> right yeah and i i am uh my brain starts moving a, a mile a minute when i wake up and i would rather my brain start thinking like oh i need to water this plant this plant this mm-hmm. plant rather than our world is ending and yeah, <laughs> everything
1: sucks so when you say like what makes this book different and who is it for I think the special sauce, like who it's truly for are other plant parents, you know, Mm -hmm. who kind of understand how to take care of plants already. You've got your plant care routine and maybe you're looking to reinvigorate that relationship with the plants that maybe has gotten a little lackluster because you're going back to, you know, work or because – it's not bright and shiny anymore um, these are ways to kind of deepen your relationship with plants and deepen your relationship with your plant care practice um, you know I think that's that's the high level like ideal person but also I think the beauty of it is since it's not a plant care book say you have a friend in your life that you think could really benefit from having plants but they're too intimidated they're too overwhelmed give them growing joy it's really not a plant care book they're not going to get overwhelmed with learning about all the different soil substrates
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: going to learn oh this the plants can help me with my screen addiction or oh you know i've got a forest down the street maybe i should go spend my lunch there once a, once a week and it's kind of that entry You know plants there's we all understand what our like and i'm curious what your gateway drug plant was like for me it was (laughs) that tiny balcony herb garden that i became so obsessed with that i had to fill my you know home with and now i have a podcast and a business about plants like what were your like gateway entry point plant that kind of Mm. helped you kind of explode into your your current plant collections
2: yeah, we've we've kind of talked about how we got into plants and I think that's kind of it's like a similar question, but <clears throat> when I was able to keep a my donkey tail alive mm-hmm. is when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can do this. I got like, this, that was yeah. the that was like the reassuring and I still have that plant probably now 5 years later and it's going strong. So That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely so what impressive. jump started it for me. <laughs>
1: I love that.
3: I would say that my gateway plant, not the first one I got, but the one that taught me so much about plant care was one we talk shit about so many times, but the fiddle leaf fig. Because that (laughs) finicky bastard really got me through figuring out how to learn how to care for plants and also Mm -hmm. dealing with pests because it got spider mites pretty quickly. And I was like, what the hell are spider mites? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, how fast we learn. Totally. Well, the first plant that came to mind for me was my Monstera deliciosa. I actually uh, stole a cutting from someone I was house sitting for, which is not like a proud moment for me, but it's the truth. (laughs) Um, I didn't. I had no idea what it was, and I propagated it in water. And you know, I put it in soil a few weeks later, and then it started putting out a new leaf. And I was absolutely fascinated that I could create more out of this little leaf. Like it just. I spiraled after that. Like it just was a a whole thing. Like that really made me realize like the potential of owning house plants. So that was definitely mine, and I still have that plant. That's the one that's in my room now. Mm-hmm. That's too. You know that
1: that reminds me in my first year of plant parenthood, like. The first monstera you get, and I think I, I write about this in the book, like the first monstera you get, and the f- and when uh, the first monstera I had was a juvenile, so it had no fenestrations. So the first few leaves that it unfurled were non-fenestrated. Mm-hmm. And that first fenestrated leaf, but also the anticipation and, you know, and even in thinking mm-hmm. about it, it's like, yeah, now my monsteras grow fenestrated leaves and I like don't even notice. And yeah. The book is also definitely something that helps you, kind of reconnect to that to that joy. And yeah. oh my god, Monsters are so cool. They're just they're a tried and true houseplant. Yes. I don't know and if they I'll ever were so, ever so hard of to them.
3: find when we first started. At least oh for gosh, me right? in Illinois, yeah. and I got my first monstera in Chinatown in New York. I was there visiting, really? and I found one. That actually had a note. It wasn't just a leaf because there's a lot of that in, like, the Mm -hmm. Chinatown because I think for bouquets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I took that thing on the train from New York back to Chicago with me. Like like a baby. Like, I (laughs) – because I couldn't find it anywhere. But now, yes, they're tried and true. They're beautiful.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, and now, like, you go to any big box store and there's just, like – pallets and pallets of monsteras for like $20 but I think that too like plant I I think something I've learned over the you know five years or so is whenever a plant is hot don't buy it because it's going to be mass market (laughs) in like six to eight months you know it's always going to be $20 eventually (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) yes that is like one of the biggest things is like just just wait a little bit and it'll still be cool Way cheaper. There will be a tissue culture variety available very soon. Very soon. Yep. Totally. Don't worry.
2: Yeah.
3: Thank you to Cozy Earth for sponsoring this episode of Potted Together. Cozy Earth crafts luxury goods that transform your lifestyle. All of their products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo and come with a 10 year warranty. Cozy Earth sent each of us a piece of their loungewear, and honestly, I was shocked at how soft and comfortable it is. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things, and look, I get it. It is the piece of loungewear I reach for the most, and it's made from the same material that they use to make their bedding. I have said this on our podcast before, but I am a firm believer of spending your money where you spend your time. That means good quality towels, comfortable bedding, and great loungewear. And listen up, Potted Together fam. Cozy Earth has offered you an exclusive offer of 35% off site-wide. That's three, five. All you have to do is use the code Potted Together, all one word, at checkout. That's P-O-T-T-E-D-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. Now back to the episode.
0: Well, okay, so um, Adam brings up New York City, and I really wanted to ask you about this Um, as a I'm, I didn't live in, like, a city-city like New York. But, you know, we've talked about how we both went from city to rural life. And as a, you know, as an online friend, I never expected you to leave New York City. It just – that was you. Never. Yeah. So I want to know about that transformation from the city to where you live now on property and, like, how that has affected your perspective, like, on life, your plans, your relationships, everything, like – that was a big prune. If I, if if I do say so. I love so. this
1: question. I love this question and any of my like close friends know that I love talking about being a country girl now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a country girl. It took 2 years. Um but yeah, so you know, I was living in New York City because I was a musical theater performer. So when I started Bloom and Grow, it was a total passion project. I was I was making good money you know doing national tours of broadway musicals you know being on broadway briefly um performing as a as a singer so yeah yeah cats cats was all cats. Of 2019 for me yes. um yeah, that's yeah. How we met. yes totally right when i was in tucson um so um you know i always thought that i had to live in new york city because that's where all the auditions were and that's where broadway was and i wanted to be on broadway I was in a show in New York City that got shut down during the pandemic. We closed three days before opening night, which totally broke my brain. Totally broke my brain. Um, Yeah. And I was unemployed all of a sudden. And... those were some dark times. I joke that like I drank ap- I drank one Aperol Spritz a day for 60 days straight. Like it from that <laughs> April March April pandemic, it was like there was a few months where I was just pretty like numb. And then um coming out of it, there was just one day where I looked at my husband and I was, you know, I had gotten my book deal. I had kind of felt that my energy was moving towards bloom and grow. And you know, we were cooped up in this tiny apartment and I was just like I think we don't need to be here anymore, like what if? And I think a big rule that I've learned for myself is um, we think in truths. like we think that we know the truth. And I thought that I had to live in New York City for my entire life, and that was just like a, a calcified truth of mine. And something that I've learned through therapy for you know several years is, okay, but can you challenge those thoughts? So yes, I say, well, it has to be this way, but what if it wasn't? What would that look like? And mm. I feel like my husband has gotten pretty good at being like, okay. But what would that look like, Maria? Because that's you know my favorite <laughs> phrase now. So I said, you know, what would it look like if we didn't live in the city anymore? Like, what would it look like if we got out? And um, we ended up moving in with my parents for six months, which was weird. I mean, it was amazing, but like living with your fiance with your parents was an interesting six month period yeah. of time. And, um, and then we had a rental opportunity open up at a literal cabin in the woods about two hours north, um in a city in a town that I was familiar with, uh, Woodstock, New York. Um, and it was a cabin on five acres. So I like to say I went from five hundred square feet to five acres. And so it was crazy, yeah, it was kind of brutal. I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm in love with my life now, but the first six months were tough. Um, you know, I, living only in new york city so and i write about this in my book um your nervous system is so used to a certain amount of noise pollution and light pollution because your body just adju- adjusts to it so i i was scared of the dark right cuz like i had street lights always on outside of my window um you know the streets in new york city are always lit and all of a sudden we moved to the country where it was pitch black outside at night. Yeah. We had no yeah. street we have no street lights. We're on a country road. It's pitch black outside to the point where if I look out the window, I see my reflection. I I can't see someone could have been, you know, a foot outside of my house looking in and I wouldn't have known it. Um yeah. that freaked me out. Also the silence. Um you know, you're used to the sounds of the city and all of a sudden it's true like nature silence. It's it's whistling winds and birds. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it snows, I'm sure, Becca, you can relate, like when it snows, you know, there's this eerie silence in the country. But it's yes. incredible. But it's mm-hmm. spooky when you first do it. And, you know, New York City, a place where you can get any type of food that you want delivered to your door at 2 a.m. Oh. My, hus- my husband and I tell this story that, you know, we had this kind of crazy move. We got our stuff into our new house we are so exhausted and we're like, let's just order in. Like, let's get delivery. (laughs) We can't, like, we're so tired. And we start looking and we open Yelp and we open Seamless and it says no deliveries available. And we were like, wait, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) And (laughs) it was like the most city girl thing. And like literally no one delivers to where we live. So, you know we didn't have a mailbox we had to get a po box at the post office and go to our post you know i'm like best friends with my post lady now because i go visit her three times four times a week so um (laughs) there was definitely like a three to four month period of having to kind of settle my my nervous system reframe readjust to just such a slower pace of life Mm -hmm. Um, especially in new york city and it's interesting now that i go back Um, people in New York City just walk around with this grit in their jaw like no one's smiling no one's making eye contact with each other um Mm -hmm. and I remember because I used to do that right um but it's it's this faster harder pace of life and it's so hard to live well there that it kind of does harden you and I feel like moving to the country has really softened me and it's helped me realize like what's important and what isn't um Delivery is something I thought I could not live without, and I've mm-hmm. lived without it for two years. You know, that's so privileged to say, but a mailbox, right? Like I grew up always having my mail delivered to my house, and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. I don't. And it's okay. Like you figure it out, right? You know, we don't have a garbage disposal, so we go to the dump and we got a composter and, you know, um, it's it's been a really different, really different tempo um, of mm-hmm. life. But it's been really beautiful. And I think um, personally, you know, to deal with my mental health, I needed to kind of retreat um, to the woods and I needed to kind of cozy up and um, physically remove myself from that old older life because there was a a true mourning process of um, leaving that industry, the performing industry, which was all I ever wanted and watching it just like disintegrate in the pandemic was so painful. And um, there was a true kind of mourning and and dying and rebirth thing going on in in my heart and in my spirit. So yeah, what do you think, Becca? Do you like country life? Would you ever go back?
0: Yeah, I relate to literally everything you said. Um, I mean, besides the mailbox, we do have a mailbox, thankfully. (laughs) That would oh, be what hard. a luxury what a luxury <laughs> I never thought of that as a luxury but now yeah. I will but yeah I anytime I visit home or just a city I just think to myself I don't know how I ever lived there yeah because it's just so strange to to be so disconnected from nature mm-hmm. and I mean I grew up in the desert so it was very different than mm-hmm. um, where I'm living now so that's probably like also yeah. on top of all of that but the desert, I mean, it's nature in a different way. It's not traditional. So I did spend a lot of time in nature as a kid. That's where I would retreat. But it's just different. It's Mm -hmm. huge trees and uh, having that literally right outside my yard. Like we live on seven acres. I I forest bathe all the time and I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Like I just Mm -hmm. go, I have a hammock and we have like a little quote unquote campsite, you know, that we Mm -hmm. go hang out on and do little fires and that's just a part of my day-to-day life. And that could have never been a thing before. And it was definitely like a trade. Like I used to ride my bike everywhere and I can't do that anymore because I would be literally clocking 40 miles a day. That's just not possible. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be great for, you know, physical health, but <laughs> I I, yeah, I would hate that personally. So yeah, I I agree with everything you said and it it is surprisingly – amazing and my husband always grew up like he we're living in a situation that he's very familiar with so like for him like coming home to that is very nice like it just feels natural and um i can't imagine living somewhere without a forest and like big trees literally right outside my door which is so hard because it's like it's not exactly the cheapest way to live like yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) totally it's yeah. so it's so interesting i felt we just went and spent a month with my parents who live in west palm beach mm. you know talk about houseplant lovers they got monstera's hedging oh over there god. you know like <laughs> yes. kept telling it my
3: is... partner i was like let's go to florida someday because i would have the cutest outdoor garden oh <laughs> yes. my god yes. <laughs> it is
1: wild there and it's been very fun watching my mom kind of make her adjustment but when billy and i came home we were like we miss the forest it's mm. you know florida's beautifully lush and it's it's lush all all year round but mm-hmm. there's i think personally i need four seasons i those yeah. seasons help me understand the passing of time in a way that i feel like you know when i went to school in houston we didn't really have the seasons it, it wasn't that same feeling um but yeah i do i do feel like in beck i wonder how you feel about this also because i i do feel like we kind of had a parallel move situation you're on seven acres i'm on five like very similar but um we do also say right now we're a little too rural i i do feel (laughs) like there's there will be another move in our in our near future where we move you know to maybe one or two acres maybe a little bit closer there are some things where i'm like it's two hours to get to the airport it's an hour to get to a Whole Foods. It's an hour to get yeah. to a Trader Joe's. Like for wow. me, that's just a little too much. Yeah. Um But I've definitely like released into the season of life that we're in of just being like, I don't know how long we're here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm going to just be a p- country bumpkin for as long <laughs> as I can do it because it's so much fun. And and I know that, you know, when we moved here, you know, I didn't love it to, to begin with, but it's, yeah. It's interesting. And also, you know, if you want to talk about plants, like we're so resilient and hardy as humans and we're so much stronger than we think we are. Similarly to our plants, our plants can survive the spider mites. They can survive, you know, the different homes and stuff like that. And if anything, I feel like this move has just taught me like I can – Like, I'll just figure it out, you know, like I'll if we have to move again, whatever, like we're we're adaptable humans and and we get Mm -hmm. so rigid sometimes thinking that life has to be a certain way. But it really doesn't, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's very interesting.
0: Yeah,
3: I just want to say real quick that I love that what you said about you had these calcified truths in your life because I mm-hmm. think that that is so freaking relatable and you kind of brush past well not brush past but you said it's a mourning period but that probably threw you into like some very big turmoil for a long time mm-hmm. uh, that you came out this stronger more beautiful person because of it but um you know I think I've been thinking about that a lot lately because as a country or as like this we're forced to like figure out what we want to do when we're in high school like when we don't even know what the world has to offer and you're like okay well, figure out what you want to do the rest of your life and i was on a path of like i need to be a businessman i need to do finance and i need to do this but my passion is not in that at all Mm -hmm. my passion is in things like this it's in creating it's in uh doing that kind of work like i love that and i have taught myself most of that but like I wish that I would have known that back in the day you know I wish I would have known that but you know I'm happy that I found it now I'm happy that I'm like while I still have a day job like I'm happy that like I have a passion and a hobby creating and taking care of plants that that brings me joy and it's not like I do my job and I go home and I'm like empty for you know eight hours until bed you know I don't
1: know yeah I think that's so beautiful, and just the gift that you're giving yourself of allowing, you're allowing yourself to own that side of yourself, right? And it, you can be both, right? Like you can have the job, but also have the creativity, but allowing it to be something that you celebrate instead of something that you feel like you have to hide. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I, I just think that's that's so beautiful and and such an important lesson for everyone to learn. And I feel like, you know, it takes a minute. I'm like, God, if I knew what I know now in my 20s, I'd be so <laughs> much happier. But <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um, you also have to like, you know, you've got to go through the struggle and the questioning and all of that. Just like you said, the turmoil to kind of come out on the other end. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. the visual I've had in my head a lot lately is... Um, like the redwood tree seeds are these seeds that require being burned before they can germinate. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like this whole family of seeds that literally have to get like torched um, in order to break their shell open and actually kind of grow. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's just a visual that I like keep getting as I think, you know, I kind of process the the struggles of the last couple of years, but then also kind of like let them go and and allow that also to not define who I am. Because I think I've also like lived in that turmoil and, and really let it be part of the definition of who I am as yeah. well, which I'm kind yeah. of getting tired of.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned moving from New York City to such a rural area, and that is a, it's a pretty extreme move, I want to say. I mean, Adam moved from the country to a more city mm-hmm. area. Nurse, and yeah. Yeah. And I recently moved last year from Chicago to a suburb, which is pretty close to the city still. Mm -hmm. So I can't really speak on like rural. But my husband's from New York City. He's from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And when you mention people walking around with just no smiles, like the grit in your teeth, like clenched jaws. It's so true because when I go visit Excuse me. I tell him all the time. I'm like, I can only spend like a week tops visiting your family because as much as I love the city and I love the accessibility of it and like all the little plant shops, it's such a cool space where he's at. It is just this kind of tense environment. And I notice when he goes to visit and he comes back, it's kind of just like this whoosh, like, okay, I had all I can have of the city. And I feel like as much as he misses it and as much as he misses his family, he for his mental health and for like our mental health, I think it helps us being outside of the city. I really think like the slower pace as you get older is just <laughs> it's just something that we both need and we, di- we don't really realize it until we visit A big city like new york
1: a hundred percent one of the biggest so it's two hours for me to the city and Mm -hmm. i started out like trying to do overnights like crashing with friends like when i had to come in for a meeting or something and now it will be 10 o'clock at night and i will drive home because i want to sleep in my own bed (laughs) and i want to wake up with a view of nature Mm -hmm. um yep but yes, I mean, I totally agree. And I think the biggest, so I'm very lucky. And if you want to talk about women supporting women, if you want to talk about creators in our space who like walk the walk of <laughs> being kind, Summer Rain Oaks gave me her apartment for my book launch. Yeah. So I yeah. was supposed to be in New York City for a week for my book launch. I had all this press lined up. It would have been thousands of dollars for me to, you know, book hotels or whatever. And Summer yeah. Rain said, go stay in my famous apartment oh my gosh so I stayed in Summer Rain's apartment for a week I had so
3: many selfies in that apartment oh my god
1: yes wild my husband and I fought over the hammock we lived on that hammock (laughs) um but so I was in Summer's planty escape like everything that you've seen on her channel like I was living in her apartment right for a week and at the end of the week Billy and I still looked at each other and we were like we gotta go home and yeah. I feel like it, that to me was the biggest like aha moment because you literally couldn't ask for a more magical week. I was in New York City for my book launch. I was on national TV. I was living mm-hmm. in Summer Rain's apartment. I was sitting in her, I was meditating in her hammock every morning, right? Like, come on. <laughs> it does not get more ideal than that. And yet I still wanted to go home to my, ma- my you know, mailless lists garbage (laughs) delivery list like house and no
2: food delivery
1: yeah no Uh, food i wanted to go home and cook my own food even though i got stuff delivered to summer's apartment like every day just because i could (laughs) Um, but yeah like i think i think you do once you unwind that nervous system like once you kind of slow down you become so hyper aware and it's funny because i lived in new york city for you know 12 years and it never bothered me i went i got, i you know go 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 all of 2019 i saw you i saw becca during it i i toured the country with cats i did eight shows a week and then on my day off i would host listener meetups becca co-hosted one with me in tucson um yeah. i was like running 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 pushing mm-hmm. pushing pushing and it was like nothing. Like, it was just normal. It was like breathing for me. And now I think about doing that and I, like, get so terrified. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, you can't. Like, uh, gosh, it's so interesting. It's it's wild the difference, like, a year or two makes. It really is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. For
1: sure. Totally.
0: Totally. And you realize that you can live without – like, when I first moved here, I was – mortified that we didn't have a trader joe's i was mortified yeah. that we only yeah. had one target like it was just and i don't live you know, like as far from things as you do we definitely have like a good middle ground like we're in the country but we can still access town like very mm-hmm. easily so it's been ideal in that way but just moving somewhere so much smaller i'm like what do you mean there's one target like right. there's one <laughs> home depot there's one Lowe's. Yep. for me that was so shocking but, like, it's made me realize that you don't need more than that. You really just need one. You, I mean, you don't even need the one in itself. Mm-hmm. It's just life is so much more simplified for me. And, like, be I love shopping. I love buying things. It's just really simplified my life in that way. Like, I just don't need those things. I have my garden and I have my things that I really like. Uh, it's just, like, forced me to pare down on so many things. My plant collection, number one, like – you know, there's not as many options to go shopping and I, it's hard to even ship things in the winter. So that kind of cuts down on amount of time I can ship things. Like it's just, it's different and it's good. A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I would say my seasonal depression in the first year I lived here was like the worst ever. Mm, yeah. Because it was such a shock to the nervous system. And as you're saying that, that's making a lot of sense to me because I was so used to everything. And then I had like what it felt like nothing. Um, and it was just shocking. I didn't know how to react. And so it was just like seasonal depression. You're going to experience that for the first time, Becca. And you're not going to know what it is. Yeah. But you're going to experience it very badly. And every year after that, I've kind of known what to expect. So it's been better. But it's just Do you have weird. a sad lamp? What? How have you, if you
1: don't mind me asking, what have you done yes. to cope with it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this this is like a daylight lamp. And that helps a lot. I don't have one that you like put right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um I I will consider that this year, depending on how dark it is, but uh, the co- the cloud cover is what really bothers me. It's not necessarily the cold. It's just the constant cloud cover is so weird. I mean, when I was, yeah. but the thing is, is when I was in Tucson this last week, it was sunny and seventy degrees like every day, and I was like, this is weird. I don't like this. Like this is yeah. not. This doesn't feel natural, but it, it is natural for them. But it, for me, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I I need snow for winter, you know. So. I do. It's I crazy have how it's crazy how quickly your brain chemistry changes as well.
1: And for mm-hmm. you that's a that was a huge change. You know, I I I stayed in the same climate, but for you mm-hmm. that's, you know, even more change on top of a lot of change. Um mm-hmm. You know, and obviously everything, the grass is always greener. There's always, you know, there's negatives. I feel like I'm like, do it, move to the country. But it's like, okay, only move to the country if you're ready for like a lot of alone
0: time. Yes, Um, (laughs) totally. Yeah. If you're ready to like um, face every demon you've ever experienced and be really alone and your friends might not reach out as much because you live Mm -hmm. far. It's like out of sight, out of mind, but...
1: Yes, and your Wi-Fi is going to go out more than if it went in the city, too.
0: Like, the Wi-Fi is going to be a problem. You know, that has been a hard adjustment. The Wi-Fi just sucks. It's so bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, being a content creator, too, it's for both of you guys – Uh, like I see Becca I see Becca struggle through it but how have you been with like Wi-Fi being so rural is it hard
1: um yeah I'd say my content has suffered a little bit yeah it definitely um that was a huge transition number one like my plants weren't doing well in 2021 because we moved to a log cabin in the woods in the middle of winter also because I wasn't doing very well um and you know My, my 500 square foot apartment, every inch was accounted for and beautifully styled. Like I loved, we had plants, we had a green wall, we had like all sorts of stuff. And then I was living in these rentals, which I didn't have a lot of control over and they were both furnished. So I've lived in two homes upstate and they're both furnished. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I didn't have control over my space anymore. I had to like put my stuff on top of other people's stuff yeah. I feel like for content creation, that's probably been the toughest because I feel like it's been very hard for me to film video when I'm not really in a space that reflects my style or my home. And it's mm-hmm. like, OK, but do we want to put holes in the walls here if we're going to live here for five months? It's like, no, are we installing the grow lights? Are we not installing the grow lights? Um, yeah. So that's been, I think, the trickiest. The Wi-Fi has forced me to get creative. Um But, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of Zoom calls get, like, completely thwarted. Um, Yeah. yeah. And it's – I at this point, I'm used to it, but I think it was mortifying, especially those first couple of Zoom calls that just, like – I just, like, you know, my computer just decided not to work. And in the winter, it's worse, too, because, like, when it snows or when you get weather. (laughs) Um, But it really does just kind of become a way of life. Um, And now I know, like, if we have a snowstorm coming, I'm going to, like – let anyone know that I'm on a call with that, you know, it might not happen. Once again, it's like, you think you make these appointments, and you've got to stick to them, or you think that you've got to shoot the content on this day. And it's like, you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting that it's like, I think that's what the country has also taught me is, okay, if that zoom call didn't happen today, it'll happen tomorrow. Or, okay, if I didn't get to upload this thing on Instagram today, I can do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think, you know i come from a much more rigid place of none of that is allowed and once again it's it's kind of massaging those calcified truths i guess i need to like tm that i like that, that I <laughs> yeah. what i said oh, earlier that's but, really um, good <laughs> but yes. um yeah it's it's another thing uh but it's also forced me to get creative and um I think my content has certainly changed. I mean, Becca, I feel like watching you set up your, um, you know, your garden, like I was hooked on those those garden videos. And uh, mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten more interested in, in outdoors than indoors because in New York City, it wasn't available to me, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, Um totally. But, you know, still loving the, the houseplants. But I also think... You know, as people, your interests evolve as you get older. So it's kind of forced me to continue evolving and not like get stuck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's like you lose control of certain things while simultaneously gaining control of mm-hmm. others. Yeah, that's. I mean, the internet. I just I throw caution to the wind. I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I have no idea what's yeah. going to happen. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your content might suffer but it's like well this is just it it is what it is i literally can't do anything about it and like you can in some ways in the city like you can completely customize and create the environment that you're going to live in but when you live out here it's like there's so much that you're not in control of and you kind of just have to live with it like it, it is what it is if it changes maybe in a in 10 years we'll see a difference but like it's yeah you you're not as in control of your environment, but at the same time you are. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Right. Because I was going to say, I have an entire office in this house
1: Mm -hmm. that I have a fake green wall. And like, I just installed shelves and, you know, my office is genuinely the size of probably three quarters of that 500 square foot apartment, Mm -hmm. you know? So it took me a minute to get savvy and be like okay i need to look at this as a studio and i need to create filming locations and i need to like beautify the space so i can make it work but you know mm-hmm. that's a luxury that i never had in the city so i think you're totally right there's total trade offs um and like plants like your plant number like there's different seasons of life where you know country living would work and then different seasons where it wouldn't you know mm-hmm. um and you know how fun that we get to just explore it all
0: yeah yeah it is it is well i've got one last question for you unless adam and nicole have anything to add to that Nope you're mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're knocking them out i love it okay so <laughs> what well it's a, it's a two it's a two for a two for one okay uh what does growing joy mean for you and what can we expect from you in 2023 like what can we look forward to what, well, let's say, what does growing joy look like for you in 2023? That's mm-hmm. a better, that's, that's better.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I love this. So high level, I think where I've landed on like what I've been put on this earth to do is to help people cultivate kindness. So mm-hmm. I want to help like cultivate kinder communities. Um, and I think I do that through helping people connect with plants and themselves. So that's higher level, kind of more meta, but I think plants are not only an incredible tool for cultivating a relationship with yourself and cultivating happiness, but when we practice the empathy on plants, when we practice the nurturing, when we practice these things, we're also practicing kindness, being kind to something. And I think right now, like that's what the world needs is more kind people, more empathetic people. And I think plants on this small scale are a way for all of us to kind of develop that muscle that I think society and like the world need. So I'm exploring how I can do that to the best of my ability. I mean, the Growing Joy podcast, the content that we have lined up, the interviews that we have lined up, it's going to be a beautiful exploration of plant care and self-care from, you know, setting up your first garden to learning how to start your seeds to caring for your Hoyas to, you know, uh, caudics plants we're going to do an episode on you know all things caudics so we have the both you know beginner and super nerdy but also Mm -hmm. like then how do we take those skills and use them for like their highest ability for ourselves and for nature like how do we take this thing this hobby that we have of caring for plants and take it to the next level for ourselves and for our community um so yeah like i just want to help everyone If, you know, the the goal that I set from my book is that I threw a lot at people in my book. There's over 60 different practices that people can do. There's stories. It's kind of like a it's it's kind of all over the place. But my thought in writing the book was if everyone can leave this book with one thing that they can do and implement into their life to like bring a smile to their face or calm their nervous system or just like have a net positive impact, then I've done my job. And hearing Mm -hmm. Becca's like testimonial is like, yep, I've done my job. If you just look at a plant before you look at a screen, Um, so yeah, I think the podcast is—you know—we're exploring a ton of different options. So that you know, if I can make our listener community all feel better in one way, then I think I've 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 thoroughly done my job. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna try and you know. Throw as many different out there topics at you to see what resonates. So, yeah, if people are interested in, you know, exploring self-care through plant care and exploring nature-based therapy and, and all sorts of different fun, you know, plant care topics as well, you're, you're welcome to come. Hang out with me. The show is now called Growing Joy with Maria. Um, the podcast art is bright pink our new we're bringing <laughs> the, if you want to talk about podcast art I sent my designer a photo of a zinnia that I grew Ooh. and I said this is the inspiration for the entire rebrand um, <gasps> nice yeah Ooh, I'm excited to see that yeah so we've got yeah. a lot of fuchsia in the rebrand but um, yeah so we're, we're gonna have fun I'm really excited I feel like I feel like you know bloom and grow year one Maria like with this 2023 like I feel excited and a little nervous and you know a little vulnerable Mm -hmm. but but mostly excited about you know kind of expanding the content that we're going to be bringing and also we're going from two episodes a month to four episodes a month so you know more more free content for people as well which is great
3: I love that yeah well I personally spent this morning listening to your episode with Callie, and then we were on a call for like an hour before we started recording, and I feel so fucking empowered right now. I don't know why, (laughs) but I'm like, I need to find an alarm clock that's not my phone, and I'm going to buy one today and just be like, my phone is not going to be what wakes me up in the morning, because that's what wakes me up in the morning. And I'm just like, I need a change.
1: Can I t- mm-hmm. wait? Thank you. And can I give a shout out? They're not my sponsor. I'm uh, we've also talked offline about sponsorships. I'm, I'm harassing them to please be my sponsor. So I'll give them a shout out on your podcast. There's this really cool alarm clock called called lofty and it has a sad lofty. lamp in it. So it it wakes you up with the sun but then also they have all of these different recordings of nature sounds and nature and meditations that you can fall asleep to and wake up to. Ooh. It is a very cool company.
3: And okay, Lofty, if you're note. listening to this, <laughs> Lofty, I
1: want to oh, work with you. Oh, this is cool. You've got my number. I just, yeah, I just looked it up. It's pretty cool. It's so stylish. It's so cool. They have an alarm clock and a lamp and I'm obsessed with them. So if you're interested in getting one of those alarm clocks, I would, I would recommend Lofty. Now, hashtag not
2: sponsored.
0: (laughs) Hashtag wish wish this was sponsored. (laughs) Thank you, Adam. That's really nice of you, though. All right. Well, Maria, it was really wonderful having you on the pod. And I yeah, like Adam said, I feel really motivated to switch up my habits. I mean, as I did when I read your book, like I just felt so like... I don't know. It was it was cool to have these self-care practices that were already that would be so easy to integrate because I already had plants, you know. So it's just really a beautiful book. So if you guys haven't already uh, read Maria's book, Growing Joy, you definitely should. Beautiful illustrations as well. We didn't get to talk about Samantha. Yes, Samantha from Hemleva. Oh, my gosh. I love her so much. Beautiful, beautiful illustrations. It's just it's visually really gorgeous and really wonderful for the brain so and also the growing joy podcast is a really great i've been i mean i've been a listener of bloom and grow like since the beginning i'm pretty sure so yes five years yeah like i'm a fangirl obviously so (laughs) just yeah just want to say thank you for being here and putting so much of your time into creating really good content and yeah that's that's all i have to say so If you guys want to go follow Maria, we'll have all of her information in the show notes. And we would love for you to go check her out and see and just support her in this new change. Because change is scary, but it's also really good. And we're super excited for you. Yes,
2: We are so excited for you. And I have to say, too, I think that we have shouted you out more than any other creator on the podcast really because when we are talking like we'll get into our catch-ups and we'll be like 40 minutes into a catch-up and we'll be like listen guys if you're here for the plant knowledge it's not the place to be <laughs> go head over to bloom and girl radio she's much more structured well there's a
1: beautiful synergy here right then between these two shows you know there's yes, a beautiful yes. synergy for sure yes, absolutely
0: like, if you want the plant information Go listen to Maria's podcast, but if you want to hear us talk shit, just listen. If to you ours. want the tea, <laughs> if you want the tea, you got to come over to Potted Together. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, we're so glad to have you, and um, I'm. I feel weird ending it because it's been so fun, but we're gonna end it there. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Instagram and check out our latest post and say hi to Maria over there. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.